Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol and Billy. Hey, it's Billy again uh, with the Cross Yes Podcast. Back again with another Curious Conversation. Uh, today's special guest is someone who's been on the Cross Yas Confidential Discord for quite a while and is actually uh, a mod or an admin somehow without have ever done a conversation or any recorded really anything with us. Uh, so now you're you're going to officially be on the, the admin team. Um, so anyway, <laughs> today's special guest is Angie. Uh, Angie, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Um, yeah. So... Uh... I appreciate you taking uh, time to talk to me, Billy. I know you've been really busy and you've been putting me off for so long. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, I am busy, but I think it's more of you've been pushing me off because I've been trying to get you on here for the last like three, at least three months. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm Angie. Um, I'm 54. I've been a um, uh, I, I call myself a cross-dresser um, since I was an early teen, I guess. And um, I'm married. I'm, I live in the South. And, um, you know, I, I have a, a presence online uh, that I don't get to have in, uh, in daily life most of the time. And that's, you know, uh, that is Angie. Um, 99% of the time, I'm just my male version. And um, uh, that's uh, pretty much me. I mean, I I don't uh, have much of a life beyond that, I guess. (laughs) That sounds really bad. Maybe. But what do you think? Stop, I mean, you probably know, but what, what's stopping you from having that? Oh, maybe maybe a 10% uh, life over uh, the 1%. Oh, gosh. Well, jump, jumping right into that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could we could start softer, too. I'm no, fine. We can no, go. No, that's all right. That's all right. No, it, I um, just that's what caught my ear. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, it was a terrible introduction, by the way. Sorry about that. The Not only uh, sorry. The um, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty practical person when it comes to you know kind of understanding the situations uh, you know my work and life and family situations. Um, so I've I've gotten to a place where I can manage um, both my mental health and. Um, my uh, responsibilities, you know, balance my responsibilities to my family and work and, and all of that. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's always a juggle. You're, you're always, uh, trying to balance, uh, everybody's needs. If you, if you're responsible for more people than yourself. Um, so, uh, right now I'm doing okay with that. Um, and, it um, the the amount of time I have as Angie now is um, I, I'd like to have more, 
but at the same time, um, it's enough for what I need and to also uh, take care of my other responsibilities. Okay. Okay. Well, if you ever want to, um, fly all the way to LA and come hang oh. out and, and, and have like a 5% more Angie time, you know, let me know. Oh yeah. Oh happen. yeah. I know. I would love to do that. You know, and that's all kind of backing up. Um, I, I guess I should tell you kind of where, where did this all start? We didn't kind of back yeah, up. That's, that. that's yeah. actually where I was going to go with this. I was going to yeah, ask you where, yeah. where it all started. So, so I, I guess the, the um, you know, my dressing started uh, in puberty, uh, like, you know, many young boy slash uh, girly boy cross-dresser, whatever, whatever they are at the time. Um, so I was like 13 or 14, I guess, and um, home for the summer. And uh, my mother uh, went to the grocery store, and so I was kind of home by myself, just goofing around. Um, and we had uh, like a, a rec room, a, a playroom uh, uh, in our house, had a pool table and stuff. And I was in there like messing around with the playing pool or something. And uh, mom had a box of clothes for Goodwill, like sitting over in the corner. And mm -hmm. I stumbled mm -hmm. across, I was like, well, what is this? You know? And mm -hmm. there was this really cute, like black and white polka dot dress and a little pair of like strappy white summer sandals in there. And, and they were like perfect for me. And I could not, uh, the, the, I could not uh, wrap my brain around, you know, uh, the feelings that I was having, like, that I was immediately struck with this curiosity like oh my gosh i need to try that on and see what it looks like or see what it feels like and so um i did and uh in the process didn't didn't listen for my mom coming home uh -oh. and, and, and she showed up um uh, while i was still dressed um and the the rec room was it was like an enclosed garage so the door to the rec room was like immediately adjacent to the door in from uh, in into the house the, mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. the and um and so i heard the door and i just fell to the ground and laid on the ground like behind the pool table so she couldn't see me uh oh did you so <laughs> and, and, and so she she like you know went on in to put the groceries away and and i quickly you know pulled the dress because i had you know whatever shorts and a t-shirt on under it or, you know whatever i was wearing that day and uh quickly like shimmied out of the dress and ripped the shoes off my feet and threw them in the box and you know, stepped back out of the rec room like, ha ha, I surprised you. You know, I was hiding, you know, and, and you know, never, never got caught. But it's, it's so funny, you know, the, the whole getting caught thing is such a, such a big thing um, that people talk about. And like the very, very, very first time I ever even thought about putting something on, I almost got busted. So it was it was funny and terrifying and uh 
but I mean, from that day, it was, there was something about a dress or a, a, pair, a pair of heels or, or, you know, anything like that. I was just enamored of pretty things and just mm-hmm. always liked them and, and, uh, always wanted to be able to experience them, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. So, some yeah. <laughs> same, but like, I don't know, probably like 10 years sooner. Oh, when you well, were I like guess, a little, little bitty. You know, yeah. Little, when I was like four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, and, and I've, you know, I've heard lots of people's stories that, that start at that younger age. Um, but, um, uh, I know there's a, a big group too that it, it falls in, you know, line with puberty and changes going on and hormones and, and things like that. And, and so there's a, that was, that was kind of where it started. Um, there was a lot of, although that first uh, dress and things weren't, that wasn't a tactile or a, a, a uh, an erotic thing at all mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it was it was the oh this is this is pretty and i'd like to see how this this pretty thing you know looks on me or fits me mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know as i went through puberty obviously well i say obviously like many people uh, the sexual component was there you know that was part of it um and 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 can continue to be you know throughout life for many people. Um, so, uh, there, that was there, but there were, you know, exceedingly few opportunities for anything, you know, um, when I was a teenager, I didn't have sisters. Um, you know, my mom was very much a mom, you know, mom didn't dress in anything, uh, skimpy or, or sexy or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So there, there, there wasn't much opportunity to, you know, come close to the pretty things that I liked, you know, so you kind of have to admire them from afar kind of thing. So that, so that explains your mom fashion. I'm just kidding. My mom fashion? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just okay, kidding. I'm just well, kidding. I'm, they, you know, did, I'm, um... I'm in my fifties. I'm probably old enough to be your mom, Billy, but. You're younger. You're younger than my mom was. Um, <laughs> no. um, did Did you keep anything from that Goodwill box or the donation um, box? No, no, no. I, I you know, I, I was always the the kid who was um, afraid to get in trouble. You mm. know, I mean, to the point that I like would tell on myself if I thought I did something wrong because I didn't want you know, somebody else telling on me, you know, and getting me in trouble, you know, I was always kind of like the, I had a severely guilty conscience when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, very soft hearted, you know, people could like really just make me cry at the drop of a hat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, my, my uncles and people like that, they, they love to, to, they were, they were all jokesters and they, they loved to pick at people, you know, and, uh, I remember them, you know, making up sad stories, you know, to, to see which one of them could get me to cry, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that. Sad. <laughs> sad. Yeah. So, uh, 
I mean, and they didn't, you know, they didn't mean it to be mean or anything, but it was like, you know, uh, I, they just knew I was a softie and, and that, uh, they could get, you know, get a rise out of me, I guess, or whatever. But, um, so yeah, um, that was kind of the teenage years and, and where, I, I guess I, where, where did you source your, your clothes? During I your didn't. teenage years. Oh, you didn't? No, so you didn't. just didn't have anything no. for that, that time? Okay. I, didn't, okay. I didn't have anything. It wasn't that I didn't have the desire, you know. Um, it, I mean, it was it was extremely rare that I had any um, access to anything. I, I did have one friend whose sister was like a, a cheerleader or something like that. Um, and I remember um, being over at their house one day and um, like one of his sister's cheer uniforms was, I don't know, like hanging up to dry or something. I, it's It's been so such a long time now, but, and, and I just remember like dying, you know, to try that, that, that cheer uniform on because it was so pretty, you know, it was so cute. Um, and knowing, you know, yeah, I'm here with my buddies, you know, there's no way in, in hell that's going to happen. And, and, uh, but, you know, I just remember having the desire, but, but no opportunity, uh, for, for anything like that. So. Hmm. Were you, and I know for me, whenever I would see things that I wanted to wear or things that I was infatuated with, I, I know that I would. I would stare at them a lot or maybe do a lot of glances like, Oh man, I wish I could, I wish I could do that. I wish I could wear that. Does, was that happening to you with that cheer, cheer outfit? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in it probably, you know, it, it would probably have been obvious to anybody who was paying attention, you know, uh, teenage boys don't tend to pay attention very well. <laughs> So they, you know, they're playing video games or, or, you know, whatever, trying to play ACDC records backwards to see if there's any, you know, words on them or whatever. Dirty was, it, yeah, was there? No, no, actually it was, uh, what was it? Queen, I think. Queen, that, the, 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 the one song, if you play it backwards, it says something about smoking marijuana or something like that. Um, but, so, the, um, but that's in the day of records. See, they were these round, flat vinyl things, Billy. What's vinyl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you put them on a turntable and then music came out. It oh, was whoa, whoa. you're it was speaking magic. an entirely different language. I don't magic. know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> uh, if so. it's not a cassette or, or a CD or on and on, uh, yeah, I don't right. know. You don't know anything about that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, if anybody had paid attention, um, that, you know, that that the signs were probably there. But, uh, you know, either by necessity or or whatever, you know, we avoided, um, yeah, I, I avoided or didn't have opportunity for 
any kind of expression, you know, feminine expression until I got to college. And then, um, you know, in college, I, uh, when I had roommates, obviously that didn't uh, give me any opportunity. It wasn't until I moved out on my own, had my own little apartment, um, that I first began, uh, to have some ability to, to do something. And so, um, I remember the kind of the first big time once I was, you know, college age, um, that I mm-hmm. finally was able to dress was Halloween, you know, and, and we, uh, had a Halloween party with my friends and, and I'm like, Oh, this is the perfect opportunity. You know, you can always mm-hmm. make, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, that's, I'm going to be funny because everybody's going to dress up. Right. You know, it, um, and, uh, you know, college girls, they're going to be dressed up like skanks anyway. Most, most of the time, <laughs> you know, the, the slutty nurse or whatever. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, were you a slutty cheerleader? No, I was a prostitute. <laughs> oh, even better. Even better. So no, you were popular with all the boys. No. Well, um, my, um, my girlfriend or, uh, she, I guess she was fiance. It my, it's now my wife. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know how I talked her into, uh, doing my makeup and everything. And, you know, I went to like, went to Payless and, and, uh, got a cheap pair of like black pumps and, um, she had a couple of, uh, you know, like a, a short, like this short purple skirt. And, uh, she had, uh, back, way back in the day, there was, uh, there was this company called units. Um, it was a, a clothing store and it was, um, it was kind of a mix and match kind of a thing. Uh, they had, it, it was all kind of, um, uh, stre- uh, kind of stretchy. Uh, it was very 80, like late 80s, early, yeah, like late 80s kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it like a one size fits most kind of thing? Yeah, one size fits most, like uh, stretchy skirts and uh, tops and uh, like tube tops and things like that. Mm-hmm. That are kind of one size fits most. And they were all in the the 80s colors like teal and purple and pink and and all of those you know kind of 80s um things and so she had a few pieces of that and uh and so i had like this short purple skirt and this multicolored like tube top and um a little little like bright pink little bolero jacket mm-hmm. and uh we went, like I said, we went to Payless and I, I got like this cheap pair of black pumps and went to the costume store and got the really, you know, like the $10 bargain basement, like platinum blonde, you know, plastic wig that looked like garbage. Oh, the super uh, shiny ones. Yeah. The, the super, the super shiny ones. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I talked to her into doing my makeup for me and I felt like a million bucks. I, I looked like, you know, a, a street hooker, but, but I felt 
so good. You know, I just felt amazing. And, um, and so we went to the party. We were picking up another one of my uh, friends uh, from class. And uh, it's funny because she, uh, she uh, the friend, was always kind of uh, uh, butch is the only word I know to, to describe her. She was, she was a real sweet girl, um, but she was kind of butch. And so we were picking her up uh, to take her to the party. And, and uh, she never, she had no idea what I was going to dress as or anything. And uh, she didn't recognize me when we picked her up. And which I thought, well, that's a win right there. You know, I, I am, I get to personify smutty, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. different image, you know. And so, but it was funny because she, she was kind of bush. So she was a pirate. I mean, like oh. a male, male pirate, not not sexy girl pirate. It was pirate pirate. <laughs> Did she have the, like the, like the, the goat to the facial yeah, hair or whatever, the, the makeup facial hair? Eyeliner and, you know, drew a little goatee and, on, you know, and the eye patch. And, and uh, it just, uh, and she looked great. But <laughs> so she's this, you know, male pirate and I'm this blonde, you know, street prostitute. And, uh, and so, um, we, uh, we got to the party and, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. It was exhilarating. It was a little bit, um, it's like the girls were, were giving me the eyeball, like, um, yeah, he's, he's a little too into that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a couple of the guys were a little uncomfortable because <laughs> um, um, the one friend, I had one friend who was uh, very boisterous, really funny guy and very boisterous kind of friendly guy. Um, and uh, he, he came in while I was in the kitchen, like pouring a drink or something. And only saw me from the back. He, he didn't mm-hmm. see my face. And so I, I was I was fixing a drink, and I I turned around, and he was like standing beside me, leaning in, like he he wanted to meet me. He wanted to see who this chick was, you know. And he I turned around, and he recognized me, and he completely flipped out. Just. Oh my God! You know, it, it <laughs> just made this huge scene, and I, I mean, it went on for like ten minutes. He just kept going, you know, can't believe what in the world, you know, and, and just couldn't couldn't get over um, that I had one that I guess I had pulled it off well enough, at least from the backside, you know, that that uh, he thought I was actually a girl, which so. Did you and give one, him his number or did you give him no, your number? No. no. And he and I were good friends. We remained good friends. Oh, so uh, you already had your number. No. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it, it was kind of, it, it's like, I, it's kind of leads into like a broader discussion. There's What's a sense happening? in which any, any of any kind of, remotely positive attention you get right and whatever you want to call positive you know somebody either finding you attractive in some way or or whatever is is uh 
you know, it's, it's, uh, what validating, I guess is, mm-hmm. is a, is a good word for it. Um, but at the same time, not all of those forms of attention or what you really want. If like me, I'm, I'm a straight married, you know, guy and, and um, it, uh, it, it's one of those areas that is difficult to, to get your brain around, uh, when you're a, a straight married guy, because, you know, the, the people that you, uh, most often want to get, you know, some kind of positive feedback from you don't get positive feedback from and the people that you don't really care whether you know they give you any positive feedback they're the ones that will you know like for me uh, to to be more specific for, for me you know positive attention from a guy who finds me attractive though it's you know validating in some ways it's not the kind of attention i want Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm kind of in in some ways kind of forced to accept that kind of attention if it comes because that may be the only place I get the positive attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I think there's a lot of people that that do certain things to get that kind of attention because it's the only attention that they can get. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think that's sad um, in many ways. It is. It is for me, uh, but um, I don't know. It's just something you've got to manage if you're going to put yourself out there at all in, in any way. And and as you know, as we've talked before, I I I limit my social media presence uh, in many ways. Um, and, uh, but, but if you're out there at all, um, attention will find its way, you know, some sort of attention will find its way to you and, uh, you've got to decide how you react to it, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How, how you manage it and, and deal with it. But, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of college, uh, and, and so that was kind of the big kind of jumping in, like first time I'd ever been out dressed anywhere for anything uh, was like, you know, college Halloween party. Um, and then so. Uh, so then I had a pair of heels and I had a, a really crappy wig and uh, the. uh, uh when and like I said, I was living kind of on my own uh, in an apartment, and so I never did get out anywhere. Obviously, I didn't know there were people out there really like me or um, who, you know, ever got out other than on Halloween for a, a silly Halloween party. You know, mm-hmm. this was pre-internet, so I didn't even. Yeah, this is how. Uh, naive I was growing up. I'd never heard of drag queens. I didn't, you know, um, there was no really gay community as far as that goes, because everybody was kind of 
you know, it, it was, everybody was in hiding, you know, it was like mm-hmm. the only, only depictions you had of like gay people on TV were like on whatever that was. Um, was it eight is enough or whatever the, if we're like the oldest son was gay and, uh-huh. and it was the, the only thing it was, it was just this terrible kind of dynamic between him and the family because because of who he was, you know, so there was, there weren't any, there was just, wasn't any access to information. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't any community. I had no idea that there was anybody else out there like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I had to be content to, you know, whenever I had time, you know, I'd, I'd put on a skirt and heels and enjoy lounging around the house because that's all I knew that there was. You know, mm-hmm. there was nothing else. Um, that's that's why I think representation matters so much. Because yeah. I'm sure you felt super super isolated in those moments. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And, and um, yeah, it, uh, uh, some you know, some shame though. You know that was, you know, sort of put on my sort of put on myself um uh since i was you know living alone at the time that there's really more um after i got married and uh uh continuing to you know when i could you know dress in secret and and things like that there was more shame later in life um actually and even after I knew that there was a community out there, um, but the 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 shame and 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 things like that were um, were more about you know keeping secrets and hiding. Uh, that brought more shame and, and guilt and and things like that than than the actual act of dressing the act of the act of dressing up and, and trying to be pretty brought lots of, you know, positive emotion. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the, uh, the surrounding situation is where the negative emotions and sadness and guilt and things came from. Yeah. And, you know, I guess would can continue to come from though. Um, it's more, sadness or disappointment now than it is any feelings of like guilt and or things like that you want to dive deeper into the sadness and well sure yeah men as well we're here <laughs> we're here yeah so um i in my life um I feel like I'm just continuing to talk and not not letting you ask questions or anything. No, no. Uh, people don't want to hear me talk. They want to hear your story. <laughs> they want to hear you talk. They want to hear you, how you're processing feelings. Yeah. So. Um, I talk enough, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, hmm. the. So. The urge to dress 
and all it seems to like come in cycles or waves you know Mm -hmm. many times or or has like during my during my married life anyway you know for the last many years um it um every it it gets really bad kind of seems like every couple of years and i don't know if that's you know related to life events you know added stress in life it seems like the more stress there is in life the more um the more i want to or the more i need uh an outlet for mm-hmm. that stress and and uh and i've learned that dressing for me is a is a um uh, how do i how would i what would i it's call like a it? stress uh, reliever a stress relief, yeah. Um, um, escapism kind of gets it, it is a term that I think has a negative connotation in many people's minds, um, but it is a form of escapism, I think, uh, for me personally. Um, and, and like I said, um, you know, uh, you and I have, uh, I think quite a good relationship in, in the ability to talk to each other and the openness that we've shared with each other over the last several months. And of course. I, I very much appreciate you for that. Um, but, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, that you and I are, are very different people. Um, and, you know, and um, so if, if, dressing you know for me is is a stress relief or an escape and that's completely different than what a feminine presentation means to you in in your life um you know i think that's okay i think Um, it's okay too Uh, to be fair though i definitely did use it as an escapism yeah slash stress release for a long time and whenever I first came out to my therapist, that's how I described described it. Because um, like, oh, I like to I like to dress up as a woman. Um, because for me, you know, it it's stress relief. It's kind of escape from my my reality or whatever mm-hmm. at the time. And mm-hmm. so I, I I still relate to it, and yeah. I've still definitely have made that connection before. Yeah, and it's still it still kind of is because I'm even though I'm like getting more and more out at work. Yeah. I still have to basically present as a man at work. Yeah, right. So I still well, I still relate to it, and I still feel yeah. that way. Yeah, and I only and and I know you can understand. I bring that up because um, you know there there's lots of gatekeeping, you know, in the in the community, and and you know that you hear online. You know, uh, we've seen examples of it. Even recently, you know, on the Discord, some of the stories that have been shared by people um, that, um, I, I, you know, I don't consider myself trans. I understand that cross-dressing and, you know, feminine presentation for a biological male is in that arena. And, and you know, and uh, we talk about being under the trans umbrella or whatever. Um, and if that, 
understanding helps people or you know if if explaining it that way promotes understanding um for, uh, with people then okay you know if that if it helps to understand you know cross dressers and trans women and uh whoever else as unique groups as well they are unique groups as well um okay anything that fosters understanding i'm you know i'm okay with it i you know i'm not hung up on pronouns um i think it's it's uh, fun or um it's nice to be referred to as she when i've gone to a whole lot of trouble to try and, and do my makeup and, and things like that, you know, and mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. darn wig so many times trying to get the, you know, tangles out of it. Um, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm, I'm not hung up on that either. Um, I just, I just feel that we should all, you know, either in the community or outside of the community, if you can just, you know, accept uh, an individual for who they are and um you know not uh try to not try to label people but get to know that person uh, and just get to know them as a person i think we'd be doing each other a, a whole lot you know better uh you'd be doing one another a favor to do that and you'd be doing the community a favor to do that. I, I agree. I honestly, I think labels kind of suck Yeah. and everybody has more or less their own definition. I think of, of different terms. You could ask one person, you know, what's this to you? And they could say it's completely different from this other person over there. I've seen it happen all the time when I go to like PFLAC meetings, because when I go to PFLAC meetings, they always, if there's like new people, they always like do kind of an introduction, like, uh, any, you know, any terms have been said and, you know, if, if anybody has any questions about these pronouns or, 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 um, lingo slang or whatever, uh, labels, I guess. Right. Uh, you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll all go through it and sometimes they'll, they'll kind of do a popcorn, like, okay, what is, what does being queer mean to you? And that like one person's definition of queer will be completely different from this other person's definition of queer. Yeah. So yeah. labels, they're, they're very, in my opinion, they're very personal, so it can kind of be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to and, different people. And, you know, and, um, you know, it kind of goes back to the, you know, the term cross-dresser people don't like that, or it's not, um, fashionable to use that word. You know, I know people that, <clears throat> Well, we've got friends uh, who in the past couple of years who two years ago would have said, I, I identify that with that label um, that today don't don't like that label or they don't, you know, feel that it applies to them. I think it it perfectly, you know, describes who I am currently uh, and um, and I'm very comfortable with it. Um, but uh it's funny, I, I did seek some uh, therapy a couple of years ago, mm. uh, getting back to the, the sadness discussion. Um, my, the, my current um, 
I guess the the uh, the thing that currently brings me the most sadness in my whatever gender expression or whatever you want to I like that gender expression looks um, it, it's it starts like four years ago um, in 2018 I you know was was in a period of life again that uh, feelings you know desire to dress and all was really getting strong, um, you know, and I was, uh, you know, either dressing secretly or, uh, you know, buying things here and there and, and having to find a place to keep them and things like that. And, um, I had a, uh, I, I tried at different times to talk to my wife about, uh, my needs and, and, uh, desires. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was always met with, um, you know, that, well, the first time that we discussed it, you know, it was the typical, you know, the, are you gay? Are you going to leave me? Or, you know, this, this, that, and the other thing, the, the questions that the same questions that everybody gets. And so we got through that, um, you know, when when we had our initial discussion about those things, mm-hmm. I was dealing with so much guilt about the hiding that I couldn't get at the root of what, you know, what's really going on with me. I just felt mm-hmm. so bad about hiding and, and things. And so, you know, like many people, I... I uh, you know, resolved to quit and, you know, purged my stuff and, and all of that stuff. And this was many years ago. Um, so, and, and it happened once or twice. And then, so in 2018, um, I, I resolved to talk through things with my wife again um, and sat down and, and just really poured my heart out to her, you know, at this point, I had been, you know, many years in uh, in doing my uh, research online and knowing what that I wasn't the only person out there, and you know, uh, being on chat forums and things like that, and and um, and the you know, and the and the many uh, websites, some of which were probably good to be on, some of which were not good to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least, you know, there's so many representations of the community out there. So um, I, I sat down, had a really good discussion with her. And she, uh, it was like a light bulb went off. And she said, oh, so you mean it's not this and it's not that. And you just like need to do this, you know, for, you know, to relax or, you know, it calms you and, and, you know, uh, makes you happy and, and, and all these things. Um, and she said, uh, she acted like she understood. And she said, um, so I don't want to really see that, but, if that's what you need to do, then that's okay. 
and and uh, she closed with like, just get your own stuff, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. don't, don't be getting into my stuff, get your own stuff. And so I I took her at her word, you know, and so I was like, great. And uh, probably, you know, uh, we've all heard of the pink fog, probably got a little bit of pink fog and, you know, uh, went out and bought a few things, not, not a lot, but bought a few things, um, and, uh, you know, bought some new makeup and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and where I failed, what, well, one of the ways that I failed was I didn't keep talking to her about it. I kind of just, I, I was so overwhelmed with the fact that I actually had a, a bit of understanding and, and acceptance that I'd never had in my entire life. Um, that um, I, I was just blown away by it and wanted to enjoy <laughs> that level of acceptance. And so we didn't keep talking about it. Um, and uh, I, I should have kept a, a, an ongoing conversation going. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what happened was um, this lasted, I don't know, a couple of months maybe uh, that, you know, I had my little uh, plastic bin of things in the bottom of the closet and uh, she didn't, you know, give me any uh, indication that she had any problem with it and I never did dress up in front of her, you know, out of respect for her wishes and it was all good. And, um, I had a business trip to go on mm-hmm. and, and, you know, throughout my married life, a business trip, that was, that was the time I could, you know, I had a hotel to myself and I could dress up, never did really go out or do anything. Um, but, um, you know, maybe go for a drive or something like that, but that was it. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was, that was when I got to, uh, dress up. So I was like, Hey, I've got all this great stuff now that I want to, uh, want to be able to spend some time in. And so I took uh, a lot of my things with me and, um, she called me, um, like the, the next day, like the day I was, it was only like a one night type, uh, overnight deal. And she called me the next day and she said, I know you took your stuff with you. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's like perfect opportunity to dress. Why wouldn't Mm -hmm. I? Mm -hmm. And I, I think since that, since we weren't communicating, she thought that potentially I was getting dressed up and going out and doing something that, that she wouldn't approve of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, she was very upset, um, and, and then came back with, well, I've been reading about all this and I, and I know where all this goes and I want it, I want it gone. I want it out of our lives. I don't want to ever talk about it again. Um, and, uh, she was, I mean, literally so upset that, 
it it just crushed me. It's got. And I was gonna say it's got to be soul crushing. It, it, it yeah, it did. It, it crushed me. I was like, you know, if I walk back in the house with this stuff, uh, she's you know she's probably gonna you know throw my clothes out on the yard and and tell me to get out, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so my stuff didn't come home with me and, um, we, I honestly can't remember right now if we had much more of a conversation about it. Uh, I I know we did, I know we had to have, but I can't remember the conversations. Um, you know, it ended badly. Um, and, um, it it just kind of came to an abrupt halt. Um, and so, that kind of pulled the rug out from under me as far as I had some acceptance or what I thought was acceptance. And then it was taken away from me. Um, and so I, I dealt with it, um, and was, you know, got myself involved in other things to distract me. I, you know, I've always got projects going. I'm, I'm kind of a do it yourself kind of person. So, I like remodeled two rooms of the house and, you know, did all kinds of stuff just to keep me occupied Mm -hmm. Uh, and then decided to sell that house and build another house, you know. Uh, And so two years later, after the, the rug was pulled out from under me and I had my projects pretty much complete, I, I was still dealing with the fallout from that, rejection um or you know kind of the un undealt with stuff mm-hmm. you can you can try to run away all you want but yeah. you cannot run it yeah and so what i had done i had just kind of shoved it over in the corner and not dealt with it um and so in 2020 um this is just before covid i guess um i uh it may have been the fall of 21 or, or 19, fall of 19, maybe. Um, I was in bad shape um, emotionally. I mean, really, really bad shape um, and couldn't tell anybody or didn't feel I could tell anybody. Didn't feel I could tell her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I decided to get, uh, get therapy. And, um, I, I've never been, I've been really in, in a really painful place. I've never been in the place where I actually thought I would take my own life or anything like that. Um, but I knew I was close to getting there. And so I called up, I found a therapist who was a, a family therapist, but also specialized in gender issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and made an appointment and started seeing her. Uh, and that made a world of difference in, in my life. Um, and uh, it, it um, I, I, you know, potentially uh, could have been a life-saving move on my part to do that. And so well, first, first, I want to say, um, I wish I could give you a hug because that, that sounds really fucking painful. And yeah. um, I really relate to it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually 
try not to cry. I um, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um, thanks for sharing this information with me. And, um, you know, it, it probably was life-saving reaching out to the therapist and that, that, that can take a lot of guts. Oh, I was scared takes, to death. I was, it, I was scared to death. And kudos, kudos for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it um, and I've, and I've always said it, you know, there are people that are, that they don't want to go to the doctor, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll live with, you know, oh, I've got a pain in my, in my side here. Uh, but I won't go to the doctor and, ha and I was like, why not? The people are there to help you. You know, we, we live in this country where we have access to, to people who can help go get the help, you know, I'm um, guilty. Not that, not that bad, but um, I mean, but you know, for me, it was my upbringing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and I know people like that. I'm like, my gosh, why do you want to sit and hurt? Go get help. Um, but when it comes to mental stuff, people don't think that's you know, it's like, oh well, that doesn't really rise to the level of importance, you know. And by gosh, it's just. Absolutely, is just as important as your physical health, your mental Some, health. Sometimes I think it's more important. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of mental issues can lead to physical issues. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, they can. Um, so uh, it still took a lot of courage. It was still, I was scared to death. I, I didn't tell her what I was coming for. Um, I t that's why that's how nervous I was. I, I told. Uh, told her, you know, you, the way this one worked, um, you know, request a consultation and she calls on the phone and we talk through um, and she decides whether, you know, she can help you or not. Um, and I was dealing with a massive amount of stress, you know, and, uh, and all the things that were going on with my career and everything um, and told her that, you know, that's why I needed to come see her. And, and she agreed. Um, and then in the first session, I, I, you know, I kind of let it out. It's like, okay, well, I've got this, this, and this going on in my life and really um, having a really hard time dealing with them because I'm overwhelmed with sadness over this event in my life and this, mm -hmm. this inability to express myself. Um, and, uh, and, you know, then this kind of the emotional floodgates opened at that point. And, and I saw her for a few sessions. Um, again, I didn't tell my wife I was going to seek help because, you know, I, I, we were probably raised kind of similarly with that Southern attitude of, you know, you kind of like suck it up and, and, you know, you don't let people know you're hurting and mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, you kind of rub some dirt on it and go on kind of thing. Shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off. Um, mm -hmm. and so I didn't tell her because I didn't want her to, you know, think I was weak or, you know, all those stupid things that you think. Um, and, uh, so I went to a few sessions with the therapist and, and she, uh, really helped me deal with the, uh, the sadness, the guilt and things the, from the past. Um, 
it was funny after like the third session, uh, she said, well, you know, I, I've been listening to you and, and this, that, and the other thing. And, um, I don't believe you're transgender. And I said, uh, yeah, I already told you that. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a question about that, but I'm sure that in her line of work, she probably sees people that are either in denial or, you know, uh, are expressing needs, you know, that they're not aware that they're expressing, you know, in their life and stuff like that. But she said, no, she said, I, I think you are, like you said, you're like, uh, you are a cross-dresser, but you're not a trans woman or anything like that. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. But, uh, it, it was just funny that she kind of had to call it to my attention. Um, but, um, after I had been to her for a few sessions, I, uh, I opened up to my wife and told her that I had been hurting and um, that I was seeing a therapist and, and all of this. And, uh, uh, and I said, uh, and I, I, I had arranged with a, a therapist that, you know, my, my goal in all of this is to get back to a place of understanding with my wife mm -hmm. uh, that, I need to deal with this for me, for my, you know, my own personal well-being. But my ultimate goal is to be able to understand myself well enough that I can communicate myself clearly to my wife so that I can be understood. Um, and, you know, and she was on board because she's a family, you know, marriage and family therapist. Uh, and so she was kept giving me, uh, trying to give me tools, you know, to help communicate with and things like that. And so what kind of tools? Uh, just, uh, well, I, I like going through exercises to understand what my needs are, you know, uh, so that I can express my needs uh, on an emotional level and stuff like that. Um, because I'm, I'm really good at, at denying myself things uh, and putting my needs behind the needs of others. Uh, and so if you're good at doing that, you're often not good at expressing what those needs actually are. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? That makes total sense to me. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the situation I was, I found myself in. And so, um, I, um, sorry, uh, um, lost my train of thought there. So I, I went to my wife and told her, I said, look, I, I was hurting really badly, you know, emotionally. I've sought uh, counseling um, with a, a marriage and family therapist. Um, we talked about uh, the cross-dressing and um, trying to you know, understand myself better so that you and I can understand and communicate with one another better. Um, and I'd really like you to go to, uh, counseling with me. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, can't remember if the response was immediate. Um, 
I had to kind of, I had to sit and think through this last night because I've, I've tried to put, put it behind me. Um, and so my memory doesn't hold all of it, but, um, I, I, um, I, I said, I'd like for you to go to therapy with me, uh, so that you can understand me better and, and hopefully we can, you know, communicate our needs better to one another. Uh, and her response was, I don't need to go to some therapist who's going to try to tell me that any of this is okay. And, um, and the only, the only therapy I'm interested in is you going to somebody who will fix you. And that was the second kind of soul-crushing event. I'm so sorry. Um, no, it's... It, that, you know, that's, it's fuck, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. It, um, well, that's why I said I've, you know, I, I don't talk about this and, and I'm not, I, I try to try not to think on it, uh, because it, it, um, it, you know, it hurts. Uh, it hurts to think about it. Well, I, I don't think you're broken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, you that's, know, it's, oh my gosh, that's so, that's shitty. <laughs> it, yeah, it hurt, I, you know, and it hurts because it's coming from somebody that you love dearly. Um, and, um, and all that. So I, I literally believe those are the last words that we have spoken about, uh, me cross-dressing or anything like that 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 just that statement it, it was kind of like a nail you know a nail and nail in the door shut and i mean how do you respond to that i, I don't know how to respond to it so i, I don't know uh, so i just had i i um i left it alone you know and um and so i understand and know now that you know i'm sitting here today you know talking to you and i've got makeup on and and you know uh, uh it would be something that you know would certainly uh, upset her if if uh, if I if it were exposed to her. Um, but I'm at the point that I can't help that. Um, I'm I will do everything that I can uh, to keep her from um, to keep from doing. Don't cry. <laughs> it's sad. It's so sad. I'll do everything I can to, to keep her from um, being exposed to uh, this because I, I I feel at this point that she uh, you know basically lacks the capacity to deal with it. Um, 
I, I, I've, and that's my attitude. It, it may not be a hundred percent the truth, but that's kind of the way it makes me feel. And uh, the other thing is, um, I, I don't feel that I can deal with the pain of a third time. You know, the first time was the having the pull, the kind of the rug pulled out from under me, and the second time was that. Um, I don't think I could handle the third time. I, I could handle, I could handle getting caught. If you know something happened, and you know I was dressed up, and she found me dressed up, I think I could deal with that better than uh, some uh, conversation. Uh, where I am actually seeking uh, understanding and diligently working to achieve understanding and there's still being no response or, you know, a negative response. So um, I, I, I'm doing the best I can to manage, uh, I, I say manage myself, manage my needs uh, and see that my needs get met um, with the understanding that those around me just aren't going to understand it and, and they're not going to accept it. So. I, I feel like I need to give you the biggest hug right now. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, the, the, the friendship... Um, and the uh, camaraderie um, with my, you know, with my online friends is um, it, it means the world to me. You know, we've I've, we've got one uh, mutual friend on the on the uh, Discord that um, I've been able to uh, meet a couple of different times. Um, she and I have been friends. You know, had met on a uh, on another site uh, a number of years ago. I mean, we've been friends for like five years now. And, uh, and she and I talk like all day, every day, practically, you know, texting and things like that, um, supporting one another and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gosh, if we didn't have that, you know, it would be a, a tough, a tough world, you know, to live in. You'd be, um, um very alone and isolated. Yeah, I mean, gosh, like I said, pre pre internet, I, I thought you know, and I've heard many people say it. I thought I was the only one in the world. What you know? Why would I even think there was anybody like me? There was certainly no representation on television, uh, and that's really the only media that there was, either television or or print media. Gosh, you know, the only print media. That I'll say if there was, it was never positive. Well, no. I mean, it was if if there was print media, you would have had to have been, you know, an adult and gone into the, like the adult bookstore, and then it's like you know, you know, tranny chicks, you know, you know, a porn magazine or something. You know, I mean, that's the only representation, and that's you know, a fetishized. Uh, representation that that's not 
real people, you know, as far mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. actually getting at, you know, the root of anything. So, um, yeah, it, it would be an exceedingly lonely existence um, for people like me who, you know, I, I, I just, I would call myself kind of a, the classic closeted crossdresser, though, um, though I do, and, you know, on occasion, sneak out and go do things. <laughs> when, you, still, you still make your way to the drive-thru? Uh, yeah, to the drive-thru. <laughs> I actually went to therapy um, uh, dressed uh, on uh, one of the last times I got to go and see her. Um, I actually went um, completely uh, fam. And, How did that go? Oh, it was, it was great. I mean, uh, she had given me a, a, at some point, this worksheet and it, you know, it was kind of a needs worksheet, you know, and things like, uh, you know, you need to, uh, feel safety or you need, uh, uh, whatever need to feel that you're accomplished or, you know, different kind of emotional needs, uh, that you have. And the, and the number one thing that, that, that stood out to me on that sheet that I needed, that I felt I didn't have, it, it said to know and to be known. Mm. It's like, here's, here's this person. And, and, you know, I, I, I think Angie is wonderful, you know, Angie has access, you know, Angie has this, uh, presentation or this ability to present that I've always wanted all my life and I think is beautiful and, and things like that. Um, and I think, I think it's a damn shame to keep Angie hidden away so much. Yeah. It, I, I get that, you know, I get that. I, I feel that. Um, but you know, so I, I, I felt this, that was like kind of the outstanding thing that that Angie needed was to to know the world and for the the world to know Angie. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I went uh, to the therapist dressed, uh, she uh, she I mean she said three words to me. She said, "I see you." And I just, I you know, I, I was like grabbing for the tissues. <laughs> it was like somebody actually sees me and they're not laughing. They're not scoffing. They're not, you know, telling me that I need to be fixed. Um, and it was, uh, it was probably the kindest thing she ever could have said to me, just that she acknowledged me that I was there in the world. Um, so, um, yeah, being acknowledged is a is a special thing. Oh, I think we all need. But um, you're, you're really turning on the waterworks today. Uh, so, well, I, I, I mean, it is. I I know. Crap, you know, because I, I try to be funny. You know that I'm always cutting up and you know telling jokes or or you know trying to. That's the that's who I am. I, I'm a I'm a happy um, person, um, and you know, 
my male side is that. Angie wants to be that and, and is that. Um, but yeah, in order to be that, I have to kind of shove that. I have to shove that sadness aside because I don't currently have any ability to change the situations that that bring that sadness. So that's why well, I, I mean, and this is like the first time I've talked about this, and I know that's why I'm crying because I've never heard this stuff well, before. Well, yeah, um, like two years. You know, I mean, you know, I haven't spoken of this. I, I think. Sometimes the people that joke the most usually have the the hardest problems that they're dealing with and, and that they're internalizing. Yeah, I'd... and maybe not everybody. It's part um, of my personality. It's it. I, I, yeah, I'm not like, you know, what is it the the sad clown or whatever, you know, laughing through the tears kind of thing. Um, I, I don't think that's me, um, but. But yeah, there, there, there probably is an aspect of that, and, and again, it's partly that that southern attitude of you know just you, you don't you don't talk about stuff you know tell a tell a joke you know brush it off uh, you know just get over it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a dangerous attitude. It is because, because it it leads to uh, leads to things down the road. I've had family members who have, I mean, in middle-aged, in, you know, middle-aged family members who all of a sudden remember something from childhood that they didn't deal with. And it virtually wrecked their family relationships because it they've been repressing it so long and when it came back it just totally wrecked them emotionally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so i i you know, i guess that's why every couple of years i kind of pull things up and and deal with them because they can't stay buried any longer you know so um are you, are you still in therapy no, um, kind of COVID kind of messed that up a bit, um, but she did help me quite a bit. Um, I got to, you know, I kind of made some decisions that that was like, okay, I, you know, this is far from ideal, and it's not the situation that I would recommend for anyone. But, um, but you will for yourself. I, I, no, I'm not, I don't recommend it for myself. I feel that I can currently manage with the situation as it is um, without needing therapy currently. I am open to going back. Um, I, I would not look forward to trying to find another therapist because uh, one, therapists are, are in high demand. Two, a therapist with uh, special uh, understanding, you know, of both gender and family issues, I think are, are even more difficult to find. Uh, and then um, I personally, um, 
I, I would not be comfortable going to a male therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you. At just a comfort level. Uh, and so there, there again, you know, half of my, half of the pool of therapists are gone or more, uh, even, uh, so it, it, uh, it would be difficult for me to go back. I, I, the last time I spoke to my therapist, uh, about potentially scheduling an appointment, she was booked out, uh, like four months in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was very, very booked up. Uh, so I, I, I would not, uh, I would not at all be opposed to opposed to doing more therapy. You know, like I said, it, it, I believe it virtually saved my life. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm open to it if I feel that I need it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a therapist or counselor or anything, but as a friend, I'm not here to diagnose anything. Yeah, I'm not here to diagnose anything. I'm just here to share my story. Okay. Uh, have you share your story on the podcast, so okay. so you can <laughs> learn more about the world of cross-dressing, <laughs> sexuality, and gender. Um, but just from what you tell me, it feels like you're you're still dealing with a lot of a lot of pain and issues, and and I think it would be really beneficial for you to to try to find something or somebody to talk to. Um. Or maybe even find like a support group you can go to, or 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 just just somewhere where you can like verbalize things that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, have you ever? Have you? I know I mentioned all the time on the podcast, but have you have you looked up any P flag? I I have not. There uh, there used to be a, um, and they called it at the time a a cross dressing support group. Was it Trias? Uh, it would, uh, it was, um, well, actually, I did look at, at Trias um, some time back. Um, you know, they've got a chapter in Atlanta. And I had, uh, that was, I think, um, during the 2020, uh, no, that was during the 2018 episode of thinking that I had some acceptance, um, I had reached out to the membership chairman of Trias in Atlanta, and uh, they had, uh, um, this was the fall, I don't know why, October, it must revolve around Halloween, it's always October of the year when things come to the surface for me. Um, probably because you had a, a really big moment with I, coming out on Halloween. So, yeah, probably, probably it. But so I had reached out to um, Trias in Atlanta, and uh, I thought that I would get my wife to go with me. They have a big Christmas party uh, that's for spouses and and everybody, um, big holiday party, mm-hmm. and. I had a I had a big weekend planned. I was like, we're gonna go to the holiday party. Um, I found a, a local makeup artist in Atlanta, and it contacted her and said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to bring my wife down for this big uh, party, and it's for wives and for for crossdressers. And would you do both of our makeup? You know, would." I'd like to really glam it up because it's like a big glam party, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, 
and, and uh, you know, thinking that that was going to be something that I could actually uh, work out. And uh, when it didn't work out, I continued to have conversations with the membership chairman of, of that group, um, who literally to this day still invites me uh, when she's, you know, in, in the area and having dinner with some other people. She emails and says, hey, I'm going to be in town. Anybody who would like to join me for dinner, you know, and I'm always so tempted, you know, but um, what's what's stopping you? Opportunity. Well, I mean, I, do you need the do you need the Billy voice in your head telling you to, to do it? No, no, it, it's the uh, literally it's the I can't get out of the house, you know, without without um, without it becoming an issue, you know, uh, certainly can't get made up before I leave and, and all of that. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've looked at groups like that. I've, I've not looked into the, um, the P flag, um, partly because, um, and I, and I know from what you've told me of your experience that there are all different kinds of people there and sharing about their experiences and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that that is a, uh, it's, there are very specific needs to uh, young people who fall under the LGBT umbrella um, that I don't feel in any way qualified to, um, I honestly don't even feel qualified to be in the same room um, with folks that are going through, uh, dealing with young people and young people's, um, struggle to find their identity. It's, that's such a, an emotional and difficult thing to deal with. I don't, I, qualified is not the right word. I don't, I don't feel I'm, um, kind of emotionally prepared for that. Uh, I think it would be very hard for me to hear, mm -hmm. um, to hear another cross-dresser or another, you know, uh, even a trans woman's story. Uh, I, I can relate to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't, it wouldn't affect me as badly as, say, the story of a, a, a preteen who's struggling with stuff um, and that would just, I, I'm, like I said, I'm very soft hearted and I love children and, and um, to see kids in pain, just, it breaks my heart. And, and if, you know, I, I just don't think I can handle that. Sure. Um, well, just from my experience with PFLAG, I've been going for quite a while and I, I still go and, I don't know if I necessarily get much out of it because it's really more for like families, friends type people, you know, a lot of families and friends. I don't really have a lot of family and friends, mm. um, but I still get a lot out of it. Um, even though I just said I don't, <laughs> um, but I think you do belong there and, and it's not all just kids coming out. It's not all just sad kids. Honestly, most of the time that I've been the kids there, they're very confident in who they are. It's the parents and the, the 
family members that are usually struggling. But even then, a lot of times the ones that are there, they've already worked past a lot of their issues or they're in you know, a much more accepting place and supportive place, not just accepting, but supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're there for the newcomers that are struggling and then they can share their stories and help help them. Yeah. Honestly, I think it would, I think it would do you a lot of good if you were if you found a meeting, you're able to go into one. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even if you don't identify as trans or, or whatever, I still think it would be a great place for you. Just that way, you're seen. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to go as Angie. You go as yeah. your your dude self, and yeah, right. And I, I mean, I saw this with Gigi uh, a couple weeks ago. She just she was at P flag with me and, and she came out and it's huge. It's huge for her. And I, I can't wait for her to share her story about that. Cause I know it was a very emotional time for her. I literally handed her a pack of tissues. <laughs> right. Right. And everyone there was just super supportive and, and welcoming. Yeah. And, and I feel like you, you need that and you deserve that. Yeah, it would it would be nice to have that support. And, and I've got, um, you know, there, there are two, three people even on the Discord that are, you know, from the South or even, you know, from the city I'm in. And mm-hmm. uh, we keep saying, like, we're going to go have lunch together and things like that. And, and you know, people are so busy. Uh, we're all very, you know, have full <laughs> lives and full schedules. Mm-hmm. Um um, that means as much to me as being in a is a in a room full of people. Just mm-hmm. I, I like one on one. I love being able to just sit and talk to people. Um, so I'm I do seek those things. Um, hopefully, we'll find the the right mix of of opportunities, and and there'll be more opportunities for that. You know. Well, you know, let's let's make it happen. You got to make it happen. You have to make it happen. If you just keep saying, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, it's never going to happen. You got to fucking make it happen. Well, I was supposed to have lunch actually um, Friday with one of our friends. And uh, unfortunately, uh, her trip got canceled. So she wasn't Mm -hmm. able to, maybe we were going to have lunch together. And I was really looking forward to that. (laughs) Well, one of these days, either you're going to, come to the west coast or i'm going to go down to the south yeah uh and we'll have uh we'll get whatever together and we'll, and we'll go to taco bell there you go or if we're over here we'll go to del taco yeah <laughs> i don't think we even have del taco around here no i don't think you do <laughs> <laughs> then you uh, can be the you can be the judge on the, yeah, the DDT. Right. right right so um yeah the, the i I think, you know, being a part of the community is, is important. It's, it's tough too, when you're, you know, you're in a career field that, um, is populated by extremely conservative people. Um, and, you know, I feel a responsibility to the people I work with, you know, um, and and all of that. So that, that's a difficulty. I feel you. And being and being too visible, I uh, can't be too visible. Um, you know, 
my goal is and and one of the reasons I wanted to uh, that I did want to talk to you today or you know in general is is that if if there's anybody listening that's you know a husband or a wife uh, you know a significant other of somebody like me if if there's a chance that they listen to me and, and they think, well, Angie sounds like a reasonably normal person, not a, you know, psycho baby killer or something, you know, something crazy like that. Maybe, a, maybe uh, at first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, if, if, if me telling my story uh, helps anybody to feel that, well, you know, maybe maybe there's there's uh, opportunity for me to listen to my spouse and you know or my loved one and learn um, and and find uh, some normalcy in it I, for lack of a much <laughs> for lack of a much better word uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's worth it you know that's sure. why. You know, on the Discord, we've got the the significant others channel, um, and uh, and that's a place. You know, if anybody's listening to the podcast and, and they're not aware of it, um, that's specifically for wives, girlfriends, you know, spouses to to come and ask questions and share support for one another and all that. And and I have tried and tried to to encourage. Uh, folks to participate in that and um, it's uh, it's so hard for the wives uh, to open up uh, because they, I know they have lots of fears and concerns um, and um, I'd, I would love to be a part of fostering that conversation partly because I've not been able to foster it with my own wife um, but you know, I don't want other people to to hurt over and grieve over the loss of that acceptance and that intimacy um, that I grieve over. I don't want other people to have to feel that. So um, if somebody's listening to the podcast and it's like, hey, you know, I've, I've tried talking to my wife. She She's, you know, internet... Uh, uh, capable enough to engage, you know, uh, or, or if, if she's been on AOL or, or well, Yahoo chats in the last 20 yeah. years, you know, well, there, there's so She'll many that, that, are, that are like, you know, chatting online is they're not open to that at all. Yeah. No, but, I know. I know. But, but, uh, if there's somebody that, that has, you know, that out there, I would encourage them to, to reach out to others, um, either on on the on the Discord or, or uh, you know, email or whatever, mm. uh, to, to try to uh, find that support, even if it's just online that you can get it. For sure. Yeah. Um. So, what about going forward? What for we- for me. For, for 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 you for us for me for you what what 
I, I'm I'm sure you're you're probably thinking, well, so where do we go from here, kind of thing. That's uh, that's always the like the million dollar question, right? You know, as far as okay, this is your your current given situation. Um, how do how do we you know move forward? What what's the what's the plan going forward? And uh, as always, the the answer for me is I don't know. <laughs> I don't Same. I don't know. I don't know where it goes from here. I um, uh, would I want Same. very very much to uh, to keep growing as a person. Um, yeah, I, I would love more opportunities to uh, to let the world see Angie, um, and I look for those opportunities. Uh, and if I can balance that with my other needs for safety and uh, you know trying to be respectful of those around me who, you know, I'm not making excuses for them, but there are people who either cannot or will not understand. Um, I have to, whether, whether I feel it's right or not, I have to accept it as a reality. Um, so if I can balance all of those things, um, I will. And um, I at least have come to the point, you know, and this is through therapy and, and uh, the encouragement of friends like you, uh, that I, I do realize that um, my needs matter uh, and they cannot always be put on the back burner and it can't always mm -hmm. be the very last thing I consider. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so... I I, uh, I think it's important to, you know, remind myself of that sometimes. So I, I verbalize it like just now, you know, it, remember, Angie, you know, you, you cannot always put yourself in the backseat. You uh, should um you should sit on that. Yeah. Think about should, that for a while. I should, I should put that on a, on a, a poster on my wall or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember definitely. that. Definitely. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I need to uh, be reminded of for certain. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's something something to sit and, and work with. <laughs> Definitely, I think I think you should sit on that for a bit. Yeah, let it let it let it sink in. That's, that's, in my mind, that's very profound and very powerful, what you just yeah. said. It, um, you know, it, it, at different points in life, you have, you know, like changes in the seasons of your life, right? And so I'm, I'm a middle-aged person, um, and uh, my spouse recently went through uh, menopause, mm -hmm. Um and for anybody that's not been through that, that's, you know, you see it, you know, represented on TV and it's usually, you know, done in a, in a comical way. 
of, you know, breaking out in a sweat or, you know, uh, you know, the bloating or, you know, just all of the, the, they make fun of the physical, um, manifestations of that, you know, for women. Um, and, uh, you know, even women sometimes can laugh at it, but it's not, it's really not funny. It's a, it's a hard time, uh, for a woman. Um, but, you know, along with those changes, uh, physically, you know, comes re reduced libido, uh, lack of desire for intimacy and things like that. And so, um, those are the things you don't, shouldn't really laugh at <laughs> and because those are really can be difficult things in a relationship when, when the spouse all of a sudden, uh, has less interest in uh, being intimate. Um, and it's not just about sex. I'm not just talking about sex or just lack of, a lack of, um, uh, desire to have, uh, more intimate times. Um, and, uh, for someone like me, who is a, a very, I'm, you know, I'm a hugger. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a touchy feely, uh, person. Um, it, it has been very difficult on me. Um, so it, it, going back to understanding that I need to recognize my needs and address my needs, um, in, in a positive way. Um, it, it coming through that has, has reinforced that it's like, okay, you know, the situation around me continues to change. Um, uh, and I'm the only one who can see that my needs get met, you know, uh, mm -hmm. or see that I address the, those needs, uh, to, mm -hmm. you know, to help, help my needs get met. So exactly. Yeah. That's kind hmm. of a, kind of a long down conversation. What can we, well, let's, you got a, you got like what, uh, 12 minutes or so left. Yeah. I got a, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let me just ask you about how did you find the podcast? So, um, I got, um, when, when I, I, I forget when it was, I was looking for some things to listen to. Um, and you know, I, it, it was probably, I listened to the podcast a few times and then I, I wasn't on discord. Didn't really know what discord was. I thought it was no, like, not. Now you're a fucking admin on there. Well, I know, right? I know. <laughs> How did you manage that? I thought it was like Reddit or something like that, you know, and I'm like, oh, gosh. I, I get really turned off on social media because so many times it gets really toxic, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. especially on uh, like places like Reddit and uh, even Twitter and all where people can kind of just be trolls and anonymous and things like that. So I never really thought too much about it. Um, but I, I had found the podcast. I had listened to a few episodes and uh, shout out to Giselle. 
uh, for those earlier episodes that I listened to. Uh, and then, you know, I was on to something else or didn't have time to listen. So I didn't for a while. Uh, and then when I came back to it, um, we were like, oh, yeah, there's that, that, pod, that podcast again. Uh, and so when uh, I came back to it, I started like binging, you know, and just listening to episode after episode. And, uh, and what are what are some standouts for you? Oh, gosh. Well, there was. Um, and if when, they're not me, I won't be broken hearted. It's OK. Well, when it's the podcast, you know what? I don't I don't I must have like skipped over some of the very early episodes like when you uh, when you were on some of those and Sierra, but um, I, I guess what got me to join the Discord, and, and I know a lot of people say this, is uh, listening to uh, Steph and Gwen. Uh, you listen to Steph Fredericks and, and you listen to her spouse, Gwen, and I thought, wow, okay, there are other people out there who are making it work, uh, you know, and I and I don't mean that like, oh, they're overcoming this, this thing and make, you know, making, making do the best they can. I mean, the, the people that have embraced who they are and, and are loving one another and having a full life and, and all that. So I, I think that's really what sucked me in, uh, was listening to Steph and Gwen's episodes. Uh, and then just, from there on, I was, I was eating it up, you know, uh, so many of the, of the girls, you know, you, you get people like from Ireland or somebody and they've got this awesome accent and I love listening to them talk, you know, and so you, you listen to those and, um, I just, I mean, you have, you have, um, Scotland representation and, um, you got Scotland. Yeah. Of course I can't understand with Sarah. Yeah, no one, can no one can understand Sarah. You can't understand anything Sarah says. But, she interviewed me uh, uh, a week or two ago and like yeah. middle, like 2.30 a.m. for me. I, <laughs> I couldn't understand a word she said, so I'm just saying whatever. I, I look forward to that. <laughs> look, yeah. So Nicole, it was Nicole's from Ireland. and, and oh, Okay. okay. And she had a, a, you know, a really cool accent. And, uh, but, and then from there started, you know, following some of the folks on Instagram and stuff too. And, and seeing that, you know, people are, people are out there that people are getting out and, and living their lives and, uh, showing up. And so it's, it's an encouragement, you know, that, okay, it can be done. Um, and so, um, that's, that's one of the reasons I'm kind of passionate about really encouraging those spouses and other people to engage, uh, because that's kind of what drew me to it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then I try to be an encouragement to, to, uh, the other folks that come along and, and so, um, I guess I ended up an, an admin, um, uh, because, uh, uh, Maddie had reached out to me at, at one point and, uh, and everybody was real busy and I was engaging a lot in, you know, kind of steering conversations and stuff like that. And they're like, well, gosh, you seem to be kind of in that groove, you know, why don't you join in and help us? And so, 
that's what I've been doing. So, well, it's much appreciated. Well, I don't, I don't feel I can now, always do as much as I want to, but well, now, now you're officially an admin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amazing. It's official. Um, anyway, I'm getting pretty hungry myself, uh, so I'm going to start yeah. wrapping this up. But I just, I just want to ask you if you have any questions for me. Um. Gosh, that I didn't. I didn't prepare any questions. Oh, I guess that's a no then. Sorry. Um, uh. I, I, I would like to thank you for keeping the podcast going and and for the um, the kindness and the love you show to everybody on on the Discord. Um, it's uh, it's one thing to encourage people, and it's another thing entirely to encourage people when you also need encouragement, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, you, you are open enough and, uh, willing to, to be vulnerable and, and, uh, share, you know, your struggles with other people. Uh, and that in turn, I think gives people kind of a license to open up and share their hurts and struggles and things with, uh, and, and when we all do that, then we can all support each other and lift each other up. And so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so thanks for keeping on doing that. You're welcome. I probably share too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, after, after the uh, last one hour and 45 minutes, I, I've probably shared too much, but. Oh no, no. If I if I if I wasn't hungry, you know, it, like I'm already like 30 minutes past my normal lunch time. And, oh yeah. And um. You've got to do that, and, and you I, have your cutoff time. You know, I've got to cut off. I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. But, but Angie, I, I just want to say that I really appreciate you coming on here and being vulnerable and and, and sharing your story with us. Yeah. Um. You know, I love you, and and you are seen. I do see you, and I think you deserve to be seen. Well, I appreciate it, and um, it's it's good to be, um seen it's good to be heard and it's good to be uh, literally uh shown love by uh, my friends online and and we will get together and share a taco one of these days i promise you yeah, we'll get we'll get the full tomato taco <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just cut a, a triangle in there and just shove it in the, the tomato there you, go. there you go that's the way to do it <laughs> Thank you, Billy. You're welcome. Thanks again. That was Ms. Angie. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to have her in my life. Uh, she's always there to help out and check up on people. I love and respect her so much, and I wish her all the best. And if you loved Angie's story, Angie can be found on the Cross Yas Discord, along with many other listeners, including myself. Come say hi and be seen and heard. Um, it would, and if you'd like to, you know, come on the podcast and share your story, please reach out to me so, so that we can get it out there. Cause you, you really, you deserve to be heard and seen. Um, I feel like I said that a lot, but whatever you use fucking true. You deserve to be seen and heard. Um, but please remember to be yourself and I love you. I, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story, have others come on the podcast to share their story, 
to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender.